Hello, I'm Sean McCangus, and this is episode 5 of the Highland League podcast. Today's guest is referee Callum Spence. In this interview, he discusses how he got into refereeing, what's it like making quick decisions in high-pressure games, the benefits of getting into refereeing, and much more. Hope you enjoy the podcast. So, um, what got you into refereeing? I was uh, playing like most uh, kids that are into football. Uh, I was playing from when I was about 12, 13, just for a juvenile team in Aberdeen uh, called Glendale. And then I got to under-16s age. I think I played 16s, but then a lot of my uh, teammates that I found uh, drinking, hanging about, and uh, the team kind of folded. So uh, myself and some of the other boys that were playing were just looking for other clubs and I knew a referee that had refereed a few of our games because he was a couple of years older than me at school so I ended, ended up speaking with him and he was telling me about how he was uh, refereeing and uh, he was getting paid for it and I thought I could actually do that And because uh, to be honest I was a fairly average footballer at best so I thought at least I can get paid for uh, getting up early on a Sunday morning and in the freezing cold so initially it was just a, an alternative to a paper round really. So do you remember your first ever game that you refereed? I do, yeah. Uh, it was it was actually a younger age group of the team that I uh, was playing for. So it was Glendale, I think under 13s, against possibly Ferry Hill. But it was um, down at the beach, the pitch is down at Aberdeen Beach, and it was in January, so it was absolutely freezing. <laughs> and uh, at that time... I hadn't built up uh, the collection of thermals that I have it now, so mm-hmm. it was just a wee, an old second-hand top, and I remember just being absolutely Baltic, um, and I kind of I learned quite quickly the um, the way it was going to be because Glendale were down one 0 until the last minute, and there was a shot that squirmed through the keeper uh, keeper's legs, but he he jumped back onto the ball, but I deemed that it had crossed the line, so I gave the goal, uh, which was the equaliser. And uh, I got the wrath of the coaches and parents and things. <laughs> so it was a a quick introduction to what refereeing was going to be like. So, um, so what is the training like to become a referee? Um, initially, it's a it's a theory kind of course. So there's it's an eight week course now. Um, there's one starting in, in Aberdeen next month. Um, so it's just every Wednesday night for two hours for eight weeks, and each week they'll go over. Uh, one or two of the laws of the game and they will uh, at the end have a, a test um, the test's just covering the laws of the game really so all of that is just to make sure that, uh, that that you would know the laws of the game now most people that turn up are already into football and would know probably 90% of them um, of course they'll get a few surprises because there's a lot of things that people maybe don't know so, so the actual theory test of it isn't really the the learning part for a lot of people. It's usually once you get started. I suppose it's a bit like driving. It's only once you're out there doing it that you really start to learn properly. So, when it comes to refereeing, how do you, how do you deal with the pressure of being able to make decisions quickly throughout a game? Um, I think it it comes with practice. Um, in in the beginning, you probably do feel the pressure a, a lot more and to make the decisions quickly because you do just have a split second but with practice um, you s- the same, same situations come up over and over again and it becomes quite 
automatic. Um, I also now would do sort of mental rehearsal exercises. So before a game, if I'm and more often than not, I'm acting as an assistant referee now. Yeah. Um, when, when I'm warming up, I will go to the line and warm up on the line, run up and down, and imagine certain situations happening. Imagine a player going down in the penalty area. Imagine the ball going out for a throw in, and just picturing in my head what I'm going to be doing. And by doing that, and also having done it thousands of times previously, it does just become that bit more automatic. So what did it feel like to referee your first professional game? It was quite, it was really good. I had that, when I started out, I had no ambitions whatsoever other than to uh, not have to do a paper round, to be honest. So <laughs> I, I I had no ambitions at all. Um, and then quickly I realised that there was opportunities and I remember saying to myself, right, my ambition is to referee the Highland League. So yeah. I, I remember getting, in fact, I remember my first senior game was at Bucky Thistle and it was against Brecon City. So there was a Highland League team against a football league team and um, it was it was just quite, at, at the time it was a, just a great uh, feeling of pride and you get this kind of feeling of trust as well because you've done it. At that point, I would have done, you know, a few hundred games and, um, you know, you're never, you're not just thrown into this. So yeah. you feel, you, you feel like you have worked for it, and it's an achievement, and it was a great, yeah, it was a great feeling. So, so how do you stay composed when the amount of abuse referees face these days for anything? It seems like you can't do anything like right. Yeah, you just, you just have to. Again, it's about, it's about practice. Um, I'd be lying if I, if I said in, in the early days that it was easy and it was water off a duck's back you know when you start out you probably go home and think about some of the things that were said and it does take a bit of time to not want to bite back but um you, you do just learn that actually it's it's not worth it and you end up to be honest in a lot of game situations you're focusing so much on the on the pitch and on the match that yeah. uh, you don't even hear it and the more people that are there as well uh you just hear a lot of noise sometimes and you don't necessarily hear everything that's being said. So, And of course, at the this, this smaller grounds, uh, sort of the Highland League and things, when you do hear it, sometimes, of course, there's a reputation that it's, you know, you're getting lots of abuse, but sometimes you actually get some, you know, good, good banter with some yeah. of the spectators um, as well because there's grounds that you go to a number of times and you get to know some of them, so that's, that's actually a good side of it. Yeah, so is it a full-time gig? Because I've always wondered about this. Or is it... No, in Scotland there are no um, full-time professional referees. Um, in in England there there are, yeah. uh, but in Scotland um, there aren't. So referees will still have a a full-time job as well as um, refereeing at the weekends or or midweek. I work in the police in Aberdeen. Why do you think um, referees have, in football haven't been given mics like rugby referees? Because a lot of people um, think that will um, improve understanding of how decisions are made and 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 the rules. What do you make of that? I've no doubt that it would done. Uh, it would increase that, that understanding because, of course, you would then hear uh, how the decision was being reached. But I don't know why. Um, why it's not been introduced I've certainly not heard any mention of it being introduced in Scotland anyway Um, I am aware that there was a match in England where the referee David Ellery wore a a microphone uh, in an Arsenal match and I think quite early on in the match Tony Adams had approached him and 
um, been using some less than savoury language, so um, that that might be part of it. But yeah. uh, I don't know why it's just not something that's been uh, mentioned as being brought in to the game, and certainly not in in Scotland, um, where there are probably more um, pressing matters. I suppose I imagine there has been talk in, uh, of goal line technology and, and the likes, and I suppose clubs would probably prioritise that over the microphones. So what, what's your opinion on, on VAR? And... I think it's positive. Um, the, the trials that have been done so far and, and in the countries that it is used in have shown that in the vast majority of cases where VAR have, has um, has assisted, the, the decisions have been uh, made correct from being incorrect originally. So it's only going to be positive. Now, of course, there will be teething problems in the beginning yeah. uh, while it develops, and B, there will be um, times where the incorrect decision is still reached, but overall, decision-making and the correctness of decision will be improved, so that can only be a good thing, and it will be uh, very interesting and um, to, to watch on in the World Cup to see how, how it goes. Yeah, so another thing that was um, introduced a couple of seasons ago was the was the spray that you would use for free kicks. A yeah. lot of people were quite sceptical about it because they just thought, what's what's the point? Does it help you a lot? Yeah, it, it does. It does exactly what it says on the tin, I suppose. It's, it's there to be a clear line to stop the wall from uh, encroaching and I, I don't know any... I don't know any statistics or anything, but I imagine um, that there has been research done, and I've no doubt that it does work. You know, when there is a physical barrier, people are less likely to cross it. Yeah. So, um, what what do you think's been the toughest game you've refereed so far in your ten seasons, ten full seasons so far? Um, I don't know. Um, I probably quite a few. Um, some of the challenges in matches are sometimes not what you would imagine and what I would have imagined years ago that you know there are games where uh, you would imagine that perhaps the top level games that, you, that I would have done would have been the most challenging but probably n- not the case there's different challenges for example I was in I've been away on a, a couple of trips to um, other European countries for UEFA Youth League matches um, and for a mini tournament and sometimes um, those games it, it may be uh, under 19 national teams and there will be very little crowd there it will be at a, it'll be at a ground that might be um, similar to a Highland League ground um, and there's so there's no atmosphere but this is a huge game so it's it's a usually when you're going into a big game there's pre-match and um, where there's a crowd building outside there's atmosphere there's tension you feel yourself getting um, you know picked up and ready for the game and sometimes the challenge can be if there is no atmosphere yeah. um, you, you need to find that within yourself and um, get yourself motivated and geared up for the game um, but, but I can't think of a game off the top of my head, I mean, the Highland League's provided a lot of challenging games, um, some of which have been, uh, I do remember one at um, Bucky Thistle against Keith 
I think it was a semi-final of the Highland League Cup, yeah. and it, it was a, a it was a snowing the whole game, freezing cold. The match went to extra time, and I think Keith uh, won in extra time. That was a uh, the, the conditions and the the ferocity of the game uh, certainly brought its challenges, and that's one that I won't forget. Yeah. So, um, what have you got any aims in terms of re- reaching like higher levels? If you know what I mean, like in terms of wanting to do Champions League games or. Yeah, of course. I mean, like I said, I I never had any ambitions to begin with, so I'm very proud of what what I've achieved so far and delighted to be doing the games that I'm doing. But of course, um, uh, I would I would love to continue refereeing in the Premier League, and ultimately, if I do get the opportunity to do European games in the Europa League or the Champions League um, or international matches, then it would be it'd be fantastic. Yeah. Um, so how how do you think you can attract the referees for the future? I think probably um, improving awareness of exactly what being a referee is all about because the public perception seems to be um, that you're you're just out there either getting abuse and you're out there yeah. on your own probably at, at a park. Um, whereas it's, it couldn't be further from the truth. There's so much, so much uh, from refereeing, um, uh, other than just being on your own or, or getting abused. You know, there's a we train in Aberdeen. We train twice a week uh, at the sports village with a professional trainer. So you, you catch up with friends. You know, and you, you know, and I made some great friends in refereeing. Um, we get to train with them. We get the uh, we get professional training twice a week, and that, that's all included in membership um, there's social events you know I'm, I'm in the process of organising a annual dinner in Aberdeen yeah. uh, which happens every year as well as other social events uh, bowling or um, curry night things like that so the social side of it's great they, it's a good way of keeping fit and so it's meeting people um, the, the opportunities are quite incredible you know to, to be able to referee in senior football um, is something that, or to participate in senior football, is something that m- most people w- would only ever dream of. And certainly, there are so many people grow up want to be want to be footballers, so that they can be involved in at the highest level. And uh, as a referee, the option is to to do it if you were to apply yourself. You know, the options are there. Um, and it's it's a shame that a lot of these, but I think that people just don't know about these opportunities, and they don't know about all the positive sides to refereeing unfortunately so I think if we were to improve awareness of that then we would hopefully attract uh, many more. In terms of you know recruitment of more referees have you seen quite a big interest? Honestly no um, not nearly as much as I would have liked and yeah. it's as, I suppose it's, fr- it's frustrating and it's it's uh, sad that that the things I've spoken about aren't well known but you know I'm um, doing a lot of work just now to try and get it out there and we at the Aberdeen Association are doing that so um, we haven't seen a big interest in Aberdeen but I would love to hear from anyone who would be listening that would be keen um, to uh, come along to the course there is a course that starts on Wednesday the 13th of June Um, and there are there are other courses uh, run throughout the year in Aberdeen and it's that's just the start you know once you've got through the course then that, that is just really the start and there are so many 
opportunities thereafter. And what's the funniest moment you've had a, as a referee on the pitch? I don't know, actually. There's probably been quite a few. Um, you, you often get a, a good bit of banter between certain players, uh, the ones that you can know you can have a bit of banter with. Um, so there's been a few few of them. Uh, I can't really... Oh, just generally, but um, there, there have been a few times where... Uh, I've ended up uh, coming together with a player um, <laughs> accidentally, and there's been a, a, a sort of a 50-50 inadvertently has happened, and there's typically only one winner, depending on who the player is. Um, I uh, had uh, at Hermes, Hermes, the junior club in Aberdeen. Um, their now manager I used to play for them uh, is Neil Dawson, um, and he's he's a, a very strong lad, shall we say, and uh, I once ran into him or he ran into me or a bit of both um, and uh, yeah I, I think it's, the big, it's usually the biggest cheer of the match when the referee gets caught Thanks for listening to episode 5 of the Highland League podcast Thanks to Callum for speaking to me To keep up to date with the podcast click subscribe and now you can get the podcast on iTunes so if you could go over there give us a rating and a review that would be much appreciated You can also follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook and log on to our website for more Highland League content. Hope you join me next time for another interesting interview.